Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to episode four of Air to Earth podcast. I'm your host, Ange, and I'm very excited to get into this one. Um, This is, once again, something that's been in my head for quite some time, um, and I'm just really excited to open the floor up uh, to discussion as far as it is concerned. Before we get into it, um, I want to take this moment to thank everyone for your support, your love, anyone who's reached out to me on social media or via text, um, just letting me know how much you appreciate an episode or just a word of encouragement to keep on going. I cannot thank you enough, really. Um, It means so much to me that um, someone could listen to me and be inspired Um, it's just an amazing feeling, uh, and I didn't anticipate it. So it it overwhelms me, but it's, um, it's a good kind of overwhelmed and, um, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing as long as you guys support me. So, um, thank you. I do want to take this time out, um, also to go ahead and let you all know how you can support me in the future. Um, obviously every like, every comment, every share is so appreciated. If, if my message touched you, then you can go ahead and bank on the fact that it'll, it'll touch someone else. So do not hesitate to share, um, and just have it be a point of conversation between your circles. That would be amazing. And also on anchor, it does give you the option to subscribe to air to earth, um, and have a monthly subscription. They let you uh, choose how much you would want to give every month. And it starts at $1 a month. And um, that would be just an amazing way to support because lately I have been working with um, a couple of nonprofit organizations and there are some beautiful things in the works. I won't say too much yet, um, but some really positive things are, are coming through as a result of Air to Earth. And um 10% of what you give in terms of a subscription um, is going to go to these nonprofits that I'm working with. I can't name them yet, um, but just know that your money will be well-placed. Um, and anything else will go to production, will go to um, just making your experience as a listener better. Um, so please don't hesitate. Obviously, if it's, it would have to be on your heart to do so. I understand that people are in really rough times right now. So like I said, subscriptions start at as low as $1 a month. And um, that would just be an amazing way to support me um, and my efforts in helping you all uh, get through tough times. So, all right. So this episode is entitled From Religion to Spirituality. And um, I'm excited to get into exactly what that means. Um, And I have all the disclaimers ready, so don't you worry. I know that religion can be a little bit controversial, so the disclaimers are coming. Um, But before we get into that, let's do our energy check-in. Okay, so as a reminder, the energy check-in is an opportunity for me to fill you all in on how I am dealing with life in between episodes. Um, And it's also an opportunity for you all to take a moment and 
breathe um, and kind of scan yourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, see how you feel, why you feel that way. Um, and just let those emotions and feelings resonate with you and um, see what you can do to raise your vibration if that's necessary or to keep your vibrations high if, if they're already high. So uh, this energy check-in will be the first where it is not super positive, I guess I'll say. It's not that it's negative, but um, this past week has been really challenging emotionally. Um, huh, let's see. <laughs> I put up a post, I think last week, where um, on Instagram, where I was talking about my decision to be 100% candid with my audience, to share my journey with you all. Um, and I told you all that I've made a life decision to lead with love and to live in love and to embody love. And I believe I said something um, in that video about doing so when it's not all like peaches and rainbows. And this week has been exactly that. Um, when you lead with love, you have to remember also that you're dealing with other human beings. And what I mean by that is you can't control anybody. You can't. And this is coming from someone who has really spent a lot of time um, trying to control people and situations and outcomes and circumstances. And I've stressed myself out and given myself a lot of anxiety by trying to do that. And so I'm learning um, as of late to let go of that. And it's been very freeing and I've been very happy. But sometimes, you know, I have to be honest about the fact that it's hard. <laughs> it's hard not to try and control a situation. Um, when you go out on a limb, I'll say, when you go out on a limb and really put yourself out there emotionally, it's human nature to want that reciprocated. It's it's human nature, you know? And what I mean when I say you can't control anyone is, again, you're dealing with another human being and they have an entire experience outside of you, right? So whatever that experience may be, it may render them incapable of reciprocating the love that you that you're giving them. I hope you're following me. <laughs> um and that leaves you with a very uh shitty feeling. It's um it's not that I regret my decision. It's just that it sucks sometimes and it does not always feel good um to have to rely on yourself all the time. You know, sometimes you just want to be loved back. I'm just going to be real. And you want it now, you know, and that's the point. That's what I mean about control. Um, you can't control divine timing. You can't control much, really, if you think about it. We we don't control much of anything. We just try to, you know, um, but really all you can control is yourself. And to reference episode one, you rest in the fact that you are honoring your truth and you lead with love if you so choose. But that does not mean that um, everyone around you will choose to do the same. 
Um, and oftentimes it, it means that you really have to have faith in your own intuition that you're doing the right thing and the right thing, meaning you're honoring yourself, you're honoring, um, your highest good. You are not giving into what I would call low vibration, uh, types of love where you're just trying to like scratch an itch. I think I've referenced that before, you know, but really just being vulnerable and letting people know exactly how you feel and just leaving it, you know? Um, so that's where I am this week. It, it, again, it's just not a great feeling to not, to not get what you want, especially when you're serving your highest good, but you're not sure that everyone else around you, the people closest to you, the people you love, you're not sure if they're serving their highest good, but that's none of your concern. Quite literally, it's not your concern. So it's a tough position to be in. And I hope I'm making sense um, because what I'm talking about is very personal and I'm, I can't give <laughs> you know, details um, past what I'm giving, but I, I hope that this makes sense. Um, but if I, if I could say anything about it, I would say that I have no regrets. It just is an icky feeling sometimes. <laughs> so that's how I'm feeling this past week. Um, doing everything I can to raise my vibrations, keeping busy, but also allowing the emotions to flow. And I think that's, that's an important part of it as well. You allow yourself to be low if you're low. So yeah, um, done with, with that, <laughs> done with bearing my soul. Um, that has been our energy check-in for this week. Okay. On another vibration, um, let's get into this episode. So again, the title is, um, from religion to spirituality. All right. Insert disclaimers. So, um, I want my audience to keep in mind that this episode, as well as uh, all the episodes, are told from my perspective. Um, they have to do with my story, my experiences, and um, me kind of taking a snapshot of of what I've been through and using it as a platform to to have a larger discussion, right, about larger topics. And um, the point is for my audience to kind of take from my experience. If it resonates, awesome. If not, then you just kind of look at it for what it is and um, grab a higher meaning from it. You know, um, I say that to say that, um, again, I understand that religion can be a uh, controversial topic. I don't mean for it to be. I think we should be able to talk about anything because we're all human and we all go through things. So it's not so controversial for me, but I do understand the sensitivity. I do not intend to um, influence anyone in a certain direction. I'm just telling my experience. Okay. Um, I do not discourage uh following a religion at all. I just choose my, my path and I'll get into, that's exactly what this episode is about. So I'll explain that. Um, but I did want to just say that outright. I do not discourage anyone following any one, uh, religion. Um, you do what works for you and, uh, I'll leave that there. So, um, I should give some background. So um, I was raised 
in a Pentecostal Christian church, um, a black church. Um, and if you don't know like the specific denominations like Methodist or um, Pentecostal or uh, Lutheran and all these other um, divisions, just know that uh, the best way I could describe Pentecostal is like when you see in a black movie, you see like a church scene and they're being funny usually and showing people like jumping around and speaking in different tongues and just acting crazily. That's Pentecostal Christianity. Okay. So what it is um, in terms of uh, if you were to actually look it up and study it, basically it's, it's, they're all about the experience of the Holy Spirit which is why the jumping around and the speaking in tongues and all of that, it's, it's very much so um, designed to, how do I put it? Designed to kind of highlight that experience of spirituality, of knowing God, like the Holy Spirit part, the um, being filled and um, having these just sort of otherworldly experiences and things like that, right? So... The particular church that I was brought up in, and of course I will not drop names because that's not the point here, um, but the particular church I went to, I'm going to be very plain about um, my experiences there. I'm going to be very honest and candid, and I'm going to give my opinion, okay? So the particular church I went to, in my opinion, um, was very predatory, was... Um, they appealed to a human's sense of fear, sense of guilt, uh, to keep their members, to keep them coming, to keep them uh, digging in their pockets um, when they obviously didn't have money. Um, yeah, that kind of place. Now, I've been to many, many churches and thank God, not all churches are like this, um, but this particular church was. And so if you go to the blog and read the blog uh, for episode four, you'll read about some of the more bizarre experiences that I, I had in this church. But um, the story I want to tell um, is about me going back to the church um, a couple of years ago as an adult, as a full grown adult who decided uh, years prior to that, that I, I was not going to attend any church regularly. And I went back and I, and this was willingly, my mom just was like, you want to go? And I'm like, sure, you know, whatever. Um, and I, I think I hadn't been there maybe in like, I don't know, five, seven years, something like that. So it was a little strange. It was, it was strange, but I'm weird. And I was like intrigued by the whole experience. Like I was intrigued by the awkwardness of it all. So I go in and I'm seeing some old faces and they're really happy to see me. That was all great. Um, no grudges. Um, because I don't take my experience there personally. I don't. I think humans just get caught up sometimes and we do harm to each other um, by not being truthful. So I, I don't blame any one person for some of the more traumatic experiences I um, had there, just psychologically. But, um, so I'm happy to see people, you know, just like, oh, hey, you know, what's up? And um, after the sermon, um, I sat down with my pastor and this is like, you know, he's an older man now, like, I don't know, 80s, I want to say, sat down with him and 
<laughs> you would think that, I don't know, I, I was expecting him to be kind of the picture that I had of him when I was younger, when I was growing up, which is like this holy man of God who's always trying to push membership on people. And, you know, I was like, oh, he's probably going to give me a speech about um, coming back and doing this in the church and doing that in the church. And I just had my defenses up um, for those conversations and I was ready to shut it down. And instead he was talking to me about like his credit score and um, his problems with women, if you can imagine that. Um, and he was just so candid and, um, hmm, how do I put it? He, it was like, we were two human beings who hadn't like talked in a while and we were just catching up and he's just like, yeah, you know, I don't know what's going on with women, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm lonely, um, and things like that. And I was just like, huh. Strange, very, very strange. But I was intrigued and I was actually, um, it was a pleasant surprise. And what I got from, from that experience, you know, just having this conversation about his credit score, I gave him some, some pointers um, and, and about um, women, which I, I didn't get too entangled in that because it was a little strange. Um, <laughs> but I, I was just more listening I was listening to him and he was just kind of talking and it seemed really therapeutic for him to just sit and talk to somebody. Um, now, however appropriate it was for him to be having that conversation with me. I mean, again, I, I was an adult at this point, um, like 27, you know? Um, so it, whatever, whatever, how, how appropriate it was, I'm, I'm really not sure, but, um, it did seem like it helped him in some way. And I was satisfied with that. And me being a deep thinker, I thought about it for the rest of the day, the rest of the week. And I was just like, what was that about? What was that about? Like, he didn't try to get me to go to church. He didn't, it was almost like he knew. And he had this very like, uh, humble, I should say, very like humble, um, leveled kind of moment with me where he just leveled with me and was just like, hey guess what? I'm a human being too. Like, you know, and I thought that it was just such a, it was such a human moment. And again, if you go back and read the blog, um, there's really no reason for me to be friendly to this man. Again, he, I don't want to make it sound like he like physically abused me or anything like that. He did not. Um, but psychologically, um, he didn't, it wasn't a great place to be growing up and he was the ringleader of it. Again, very predatory, very, um, greedy, very greedy. This is not a church that does really any community service at all. Very little when I was younger and now like none whatsoever. Um, so they're really not even a church by definition. They, they sit and collect offerings. Um, so not, you know, I, I really have no reason to, to think fondly of this person, to be honest. But there I was open to having this conversation with him. And there he was willing to let me see through him. And the point I want to make, I guess, is, is 
we're all human. You know, I it's such a simple message, but it's heavy because I don't know, just speaking for myself, like it was just amazing to me that I couldn't find any negative emotions for this man. I couldn't find them, you know, and all I could do was feel for him and think about, well, shit, I don't know. This man has lived like 80 some odd years. Like, what the fuck do I know about his experience? It doesn't excuse bad behavior especially when it affects people's lives. So in no way, shape or form was I like, oh, you know, like poor thing, you know, it's, 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 it's okay that you kind of run a shitty church that, that uh, is predatory in our community. Like it wasn't like that, but again, it was just like, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? You know? So that's that's the the story I wanted to tell because it affected me so much and it was just it was such a heavy moment um and I just, I just kind of walked away mystified I was just like what the fuck just happened but it it was nice in a weird way it was it was this very human moment that we shared um and then of course like after I left like he he was hitting my mom up like oh you know tell her to come back you know Jesus you know this and savior that and you know soul saving and all this stuff so it did come after like he snapped back into his role but for those you know 15 20 minutes we we were vibing we were vibing on a very human level so i want to talk about um just my personal path and how I got here in terms of spirituality, how I went from this church, being brought up in this church. Now, I was, I went there for, um, my mom literally started going there when she was pregnant with me. So I grew up in this church and I stopped going when I went to college at 17. So my entire childhood was spent in this church. And I identified as Christian because I didn't know anything else. And um, it wasn't all bad. Um, it wasn't all bad there. There are some things that I, I learned in terms of spirituality for sure. Um, but a lot of it was bad in this particular church. A lot of it was traumatic. Um, I really think just as a note, um, I really think we should be careful, uh, with bringing our children into spiritual experiences, whether they're good or bad, whether you mean well, whatever, but just remember that you as, as their parents, or guardians, you are their God. You, you say, you know, right and wrong for them as far as their young developing mind is concerned. So if you want to introduce them to spiritual experiences and things like that, please make sure that you're holding their hand throughout. Please make sure that you allow them to, to ask questions. My God, please don't mute them. Don't mute their souls. It has very traumatic effects. Okay. Please um, allow them to ask questions and explain everything. Explain what's going on to them. Do not take for granted that they understand. Okay. Um, again, I'm not discouraging introducing your children to whatever religion you are a part of or um, whatever experiences you you want to expose them to. I, of course, it would be from good intentions. Um, but please remember, like I said, they do not understand God. They do not understand um, heaven, hell, punishments, sin, things like that. You have to really explain that. And no matter what, 
like I said, you are their God. They look to you for direction. Um, and it almost, again, from my experience, it read as a, like a cop-out when adults around me were just like, oh no, like pray, you know, pray on it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I see you doing wrong shit all the time. So why are you telling me I'm going to go to hell as a child if I steal or if I lie? You know what I'm saying? Like, just connect those dots because it can be very psychologically damaging. Um, so moving on. Again, uh, so my experience <laughs> and how I got to where I am. Um, so I went to college, again, identifying as Christian, but not really being sure about any of it because I just never felt right with um, the way I was brought up into religion because this church was wild. So I go to um, St. John's University, which is a Catholic university, and uh, they require you to take three theology courses when you're there. And man, thank goodness for that, because it was the first opportunity I had to really look at Christianity and religion from a, a scholarly academic um, angle. And what that did for me was kind of put it all out on paper. Like I got to see how young Christianity is in the grand scheme of things, as far as humanity is concerned in that timeline. Um, Christianity is very new. And I also got to see how Christianity, as well as other religions, I don't want to beat up on Christianity. I'm just saying my experience, um, how it's been used to do some really, really bad things throughout history. Again, other religions as well. Um, but it made me pan out and look at it like from a philosophical kind of angle. And I was just like, huh, it seems to me that religion is not the end all be all of spirituality. Like there seems to be like religion is man-made is what I said to myself in class one day. I was just like, huh, religion is man-made, meaning it is, um, it was put together by a human mind. A human mind put, put all those concepts together. Now the concepts themselves speak to spirituality, which is not man-made, which is within all of us, right? Again, this is what I believe. <laughs> um, so I started to picture that I'm a visual learner. So I started to picture in my head this huge limitless umbrella at the top being God or spirituality. And um, under that, under that umbrella being religion. And when I did that, it was like, oh, you know, like that moment. Um because it, it all started to make sense to me. And I started to find forgiveness in my heart for the some of the more traumatic experiences I had experiencing pe people, you know, uh, being possessed by a demon or um, speaking in tongues and running around the church and doing all these things. And nobody's ex explaining to me what the hell is going on. And I'm going home like, am I really supposed to sleep at night um, when sister so-and-so was possessed by a demon like this morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, am I supposed to eat well today? Because like I saw a demon today, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I was able to find forgiveness because I realized again, religion is man-made. Um, and so it's, it's a human's 
attempt at trying to explain spirituality to other humans is how I understand it. And I made the decision just through studying other religions um, and studying the history of other religions and how they came to be what they are today. Because of course they weren't always like this. Christianity is yeah, full, you know, there's a whole history there. Um, and I just wasn't willing to practice any one religion without doing my due diligence, without understanding where it came from and why things went the way that they went and um, things of that nature. So I just want to share some of the things that I came up with um, in doing this intense research throughout years. Um, and uh, I hope that for people who, who feel trapped by religion. I understand this isn't everyone, but for anyone who feels like something just doesn't sit right with religion, you know, and that you just can't find a place that you're happy with in religion, I want to kind of share these things um, and maybe they will have a freeing effect like they did on me. So um, one of the first things, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the first things I realized is that um, in the oldest texts, right, if you go back before Christianity, um, and you go back to like the oldest religions, um, which were like Taoism, um, Judaism, some of those, um, you look into some of the, the ancient African religions, you realize that those um, are all explaining the same things. They just have different names for it. I realized that there was there is no concept of heaven or hell in a lot of the earlier, earliest texts. Um, and a lot of times what they talk about instead is going through life, um, either suffering or releasing yourself from suffering, right? So I think that's kind of where heaven and hell came from. Again, this is just my take on, on the research I've done. But um, yeah, I noticed that um, heaven and hell kind of speaks to our experience here on earth. And you can either choose to suffer by trying to control things that you cannot control, by um, not paying attention to your spirit, um, by only um, paying attention to material things and material growth, um, things of that nature. I think that's hell. I think eventually your psyche will break. So that's that. Um, I also realized that what they are describing or what they're teaching a lot of the time, and again, this is across like ancient um, religions um, all over the world, right? They're talking about how we treat one another. That's really what it boils down to. It's like guidelines for how to understand the fact that there is no such thing as you without me. There is no such thing as, as me without you. Um, there is a, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, and there, there's a African concept um, among the, the Bantu people. And it's called uh, Ubuntu. And I hope I pronounced that correctly. Forgive me if I didn't. It's spelled U-B-U-N-T-U. And 
it's exactly that concept. It's, um, I exist because we exist, right? So this, this idea of divine unity, right? That I is an illusion, you know? Um, who, who are you without your tribe? Who are you without the people who love you? You know, who are you without that stranger that that gave you a good word that day? You know, so I noticed that, um, again, that's a that's a thread um, across a lot of the ancient religions. And thirdly, um, I noticed that they all speak of, I guess, what we would call God, but they define it or describe it in, in a very similar way. And um, you'll hear me use different terms for this. Um, if you hear me say source, if you hear me say the universe, um, God, um, I'm talking about the same thing. I had a professor at St. John's who called it tap, excuse me, she called it capital T truth. Um, chi would be another one, Ashe. Um, this everlasting source of energy that exists in all of us, that existed before humans existed and will exist long after we're gone. Um, and this is what I think spirituality is, as I close. Uh, spirituality to me is connecting to source. How you do that is entirely up to you. If you connect to source and you call it Christianity and you go to church and you identify with the teachings of the Bible, more power to you. Do that. Okay? If you identify with another religion, more power to you. That would be your, in my opinion, that would be your way of connecting to source. Right? When we meditate, we are quieting our minds in order to connect with source, in order to connect with our innermost being, right? So again, folks, um, I just wanted to share my experiences in terms of my early experiences with religion, my walking away from it, my decision to walk away from it because it just didn't sit right with me um, the way it was presented to me. and through doing intense research um, and educating myself, understanding that spirituality is everyone's divine right and that religion sometimes has the exact opposite effect because it gets a it gets muddied, you know, because humans are humans. So I encourage you all to explore your spirituality. It is yours to define. It is yours to experience. Don't ever let anyone tell you how to connect with source. Okay. So that's what I have for you today, friends. Um, I hope I didn't get too heavy or too deep for anybody, um, but it's super important. Like everything that I put out, I feel um, it needs to be said. And I feel that um, my experience is is one that can help us um, understand things. I know it helps me. So just trying to help. Um, 
I want to encourage you all to check out the blog. Um, if you go to my Instagram page, which is air to earth podcast, air to number two earth podcast. And there you'll find, um, the link straight to these podcasts. Um, but also you'll find my website there and on the website, you'll find the blog. Um, at the bottom of each blog, you'll find resources for further research. If I mention anything in, um, an episode that, um, I feel needs, uh, some further in explanation and I just can't take the time to do so in the podcast, you'll find it there. So, um, I know I mentioned like Taoism or Taoism, um, I mentioned some African, um, concepts and things like that. You'll find research sources there at the bottom of the blog. Okay. So be sure to check that out. As usual, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everyone for support. Please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Subscriptions start as low as $1 a month. Um, and again, 10% of proceeds go to local nonprofits in the North Carolina area. Um, you'll hear more about that and my collaborations with some of these organizations down here um, that are doing really great things. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really hope that you are encouraged. I hope you uh, do your own research and come to your own conclusion, find your path to source. Um, as usual, be well and glow up, friends. And what I like, music is spiritual. Anybody that fuck with music long enough, you know, if you don't cloud yourself and you don't like miss it, you're gonna realize it's spiritual. You can you can miss it though, you know what I mean. But if you're in tune and you're present enough, you're gonna be like, it's vibrations, it's the word. If you even read the Bible in the beginning, it was the word. That's the first thing that the Bible say. You know what I mean? So the power of the word is intense. It's real. So. To, to try to make music and separate it from a spiritual thing, I don't think it's possible. I don't even think that, you know, the, the, the actual active music, think about this. You're going somewhere mentally and you're bringing something back that people that aren't where you just went can hear in the place that you both are. Like you go somewhere when you go pull a lyric down. Where is it at? Where does it exist? You know what I'm saying? And you And then you say it and with your voice, and now everybody can hear it. So that's what is that? But it was it was the truth that existed, and everybody's space. You just went and like brought it down to the level that we communicate on.